Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Kindred by Octavia E. Butler. So let's connect with the magic of books. Now, in a non-spoilery kind of way, I just wanted to say that this was an amazing and a very powerful book. It's definitely not the most enjoyable book I've ever read, but that is definitely not the point of this book, and that is not a bad thing. You know, this this isn't a book I'm going to run out and reread, you know, again and again, but it is a very worthwhile and powerful and emotional book, and just, you know, makes you think a lot about a lot of things. So, it, it's good. I felt like yeah, I, I was deceived by this book just a little bit. I, I looked at the table of contents and I saw that it only had six pages or six chapters, excuse me. And I thought, oh, six chapters. Like, so it's like a short story or a novella. Cool. Like, these will be longer chapters. I can just kind of go through this. Not a big deal. You know, I didn't think it would uh, throw me off at all. And I'm going and I'm reading and I, I'm getting, you know, I have each chapter and then under each chapter, I have a sub chapter and I'm like, man, there's just so many like sub chapters to these chapters and like it just keeps going. And then I looked it up online and I was like, oh yeah, it is like 400 pages. It's a regular sized novel. Like it, it's not a novella at all. So I, I was tricked by that, but I just, I, I really liked her six chapter setup that it, it really worked. I, I liked that. I liked that her prose was very succinct. Like it was very, light but heavy when it needed to be and i really really like that she didn't shy away from things that could be construed as offensive to some people uh with the use of the words that she chose and the words that she used it it felt it made it feel you know 100% more real and more impactful and to see the characters react in certain ways to certain words it, it you know it, it showed what truly how it could feel and how it was and it was really really good so yeah like I said the six chapters I did like that I don't know if it's hundred percent true because I'm not gonna go back and and like examine it and count it up but it really did feel like the uh, the farther I got in the book the longer the chapters were the first chapter very short the second chapter a little bit longer third chapter longer you know and then by the sixth chapter it's it's a very very long chapter which i mean it wasn't really that long but that's kind of just how it felt so i like that and i i in the end the back of mine i had a there's a critical essay that was written and some discussion questions and i looked over the discussion questions and i kind of like those thoughts i like the questions that it posed and if i really wanted to i would spend some more time and kind of really evaluate. I'm going to probably think about them at least a little bit for sure, uh, but probably not a heavy, heavy analysis. But I'm just not a critical essay kind of guy. I don't generally enjoy reading really hard takes on things like that. So I kind of just skimmed that one a little bit and I didn't like read it. But, that you know, it's not technically part of the story. Kind of is. Not really for me. So that's all. Now, this was is a very heavy character story the plot while it does exist and is there is not really the main focus i i the characters and the way they 
interact and communicate and develop is the you know 100% the goal of this story and Octavia Butler did this so well she knocked it out of the park her characters and her character plot lines are amazing the atmosphere of this story is engaging and like when we're in like if you read the front of the book in the back of the book you know that when she's in the south you really feel like you're back in the south now the other half where she's back home in california those always just felt kind of a little rushed and varied and less real but i would imagine that in this situation where she is i would feel the same way that uh, the the way it was presented that the South is that's real and it's physical and you're there and you can kind of feel, you know, the way the world is. And in the, you know, modern day, the regular day when she was, when it was written was just, it was less so, yeah, but there was not a lot to do in the future timeline. So it, it makes sense. Um, I like that. I, you know, it was really good book. And like I said, I really enjoyed reading it, but it's not what I'm going to reread again so um, let's just get into our spoilers here and talk about these about this book in its entirety now there's only a couple of things that i just i didn't like and i kind of wish we'd had some of the big questions answered and i kind of know that that's not the point of the book and the point of the book is not to answer these questions or to like explain time travel or deal with that it's just a thing that's happening and the real point of the book is the relationships and the history. And and I like that, but I, I just, it's just me. I wish it was explained a little bit more. I was kind of hoping for something there. And then, you know, this, she goes to the past when Rufus is near death. And then she saves him. And then she comes back when she is frightened. Enough, frightened to death, basically. But I was a little, I just was a little confused why she didn't try to like scare herself into coming back faster. Like I know that like you can't always control when you're going to be scared, but certainly there's things you could do to make yourself feel more scared. But I mean, again, then though we see that even, you know, being whipped like a hardcore whipped is not enough to scare her back to her, her regular timeline. So that was, you know, it's just, I was like, okay, a little inconsistent on the going back for me, but not a, not a big problem. Very, very minor issue. Like, so minor, I barely feel qualified to mention it. Which I barely feel qualified to talk about this book to begin with, just because of, of the subject matter and how it is. But, you know, here we are. So, uh, this book was very... Ad- so many good quotes very full of of good quotes and you know one of them that i wanted to pull out that she says i never realized how easily people could be trained to accept slavery and it's just like yeah bam that's a good little line one liner right there and there's more throughout the whole story so i like that now i said that this was a character story and we're going to talk about the characters but first let's just talk a little bit about the plot dana our character main character Uh, turns 26 then she starts getting pulled into the past to rescue rufus her great 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 grandfather or something i don't remember how many greats it is but it's he's her family basically and so the very first time you know he's a very small kid and it's the the river and he is drowning she saves him then and i okay i like the chapter names that each one 
kind of you could tell what the, it was going to be about you know the fall the river the fire the fight the storm the rope you know can have you can kind of kind of get a tell of what's going to happen here so you know it breaks his leg she comes to help him when he falls out of a tree which i was a little confused if that was just why she had to be there to get him like if she had to be there just to bring him back or you know maybe if she hadn't done anything he wouldn't have started he, i mean i don't know this is part of that thing where it's like i wish the questions had been answered but there's no answer like if she hadn't helped him would he have just not would he have died in history would have gone on his way or would somebody else have come in and helped him or rescued him or whatever like who knows but back on the fight um, where he fights with Isaac over Alice and nearly dies. And then Alice is recaptured and Isaac is, you know, brutally brutalized and mutilated and then sold and the storm and the rope. And I just got to say first, Kevin sucks at taking care of, no, not, excuse me, Kevin Rufus sucks at taking care of himself. I mean, he's just real bad at it. But worse than any person has a right to be. So um, let's talk about Dana for a second. Dana, uh, obviously a black woman. She's very real. She's obviously our main character. She's the most real. Uh, you really feel her emotions and her loss of control as she starts traveling back and forth through time. And she doesn't know what's happening. But she knows that things are going on. And her paranoia that she always has to have a bag with her and she has to be prepared at any minute and that uh, one of her longer stays home. Her husband, Kevin, is kind of like, hey, you know, I think we're past this. It's been, you know, eight or nine days. We can get, we're, you know, I think we're done with this. And she's like, no, we're not done. I, I can never be done. Like, it's going to happen again. And then it does, you know, and it just is so rough. Like, oh, I, I, I just, I really felt that, that her loss of control in the future timeline, never knowing if she's going to be coming back. Coupled with, while well, she's in the Antebellum South, the perpetual control that's trying to be forced on her to accept her place and to be, you know, who and what the South want her to be. And I love that she always is standing up to Rufus and saying, don't say that, don't do that, be better. Like, she's always pushing him, and then he's always so afraid that she's going to leave him. And I, I really... I just don't know if you're actually really supposed to feel bad for Rufus or not, because you know, you're just supposed to hate him or dislike him. He does some pretty horrible things, but to him, in his world, they were not horrible. They are, and they always have been, but in his, the way he was raised and the way everything went with him, to him, it wasn't the worst thing ever. It was just a normal part of life, and not to excuse him, but like he he does become better than his father, which is a great statement and a good thing to happen. And change is usually slow. Very rarely can you affect a monumental change. So, in a, you know, a single moment. But I, I just don't know. Rufus, I really, he wouldn't commit to doing things. Yes, I'll put down, you know, I'll, I'll free my children. Of course, I'll free my children. But he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't write it down. He wouldn't actually make them free. Of course, I'll free Alice. But he wouldn't actually do it because he was scared of them leaving him because he's just a really, you know, I think he's just a really lonely kid. And then he had to grow up and he took that loneliness with him throughout his whole, you know, for his whole life. So I just that's, I think, his one kind of main thing. And of course, I knew as soon as Kevin went back in time with her 
I knew that Kevin was going to get stuck in time and that they'd have to wait. And I didn't know how long it was going to be, but I knew it was going to happen. So like that, um, I didn't, I don't know. It was kind of interesting seeing how Kevin had changed and how he was used to the past. And he had that kind of that real big shock coming back to the present. And I don't know how it changed him. You know, it didn't seem to change him too much, but he was different than he was in the beginning because he'd spent five years in the South. And you can't help but just, well, he didn't spend in the South. He went to the North, but five years in the past. And you just can't help but change when you're in a situation in an environment like that. You have to change to survive and you have to change to stay sane. And we just have to hope that he is the same as he was and he'll come back and it'll you know, slowly work his way back. So I like that. You know, Tom, I just, I, of course, he's kind of the character you're not supposed to like, I feel like. I just didn't like him, of course. Rufus's dad didn't care about his kids, didn't really care about anything except money, and, you know, being afraid of anything he couldn't understand or couldn't grasp. I liked Alice. She was kind of interesting. I didn't, I didn't expect her story to end the way it did, but I Mainly didn't expect that because in the beginning we're talking about her family history and she's like, yeah, Alice and Rufus and they lived together, you know, and they grew up and they had kids and that's where my family comes from. So, you know, but so far back, you don't have any true records of that, but it just, you know, it was another point to show the real loss of power that people felt and the only ways they could escape it. One of the only ways they could escape it. So, you know, I like that one that she came to Rufus after that because Rufus was so depressed after Alice killed herself but I just it was just a good book I can't say anything I can't say anything bad I love the character work it was so well done I love the setting and the story you could really feel it you know like I said the plot wasn't so high because she comes back she saves him she lives for a time in the south she goes to the future we're not really given a why did it start or how does it end itself but that's fine. So I think that's going to wrap up everything I have to say about Kindred today. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, if you have any questions or comments, please send them to LeeBromancyPod at gmail.com or leave a review. And if you please like and subscribe wherever you get podcasts from, that always helps. And remember to connect with the magic of books. Mm-hmm.